Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the Force of Optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is the, the New Year's edition here. In the immortal words of Eddie Murphy, Happy New Year. It's beef jerky time. So, folks, Happy New Year. Hope we're having a great one there. As you can hear from my voice, which is not my typical wheezy, whiny voice, uh, I must have smoked a lot of crack over New Year's Eve. So we're just going to go with that excuse as to why I sound like a dead horse. But... Never fear, I have two great guests on the show with me today. I have the tactical rabbi, Raziel Cohen. He's on here. Uh, his company is the NDF Training, National Defense Firearms Training. Uh, NDFtraining.com is his website. He's going to be talking to us about some of the events that have happened here, unfortunate events. Also, I have Rick Travis. Rick Travis is the Director of Development for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. We're going to talk about some of the things that happened in Texas that's on everybody's mind and all the upcoming changes that have happened to our freedoms here in the state of California. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Doing well, thank God. Awesome. Hey, Raziel, we had a home invasion attack over Hanukkah uh, this year that happened in New York. You want to touch on that and let the people know what happened on the background on that? So even more than that, um, what we've noticed this past year is that Every single night of Hanukkah uh, for the Jewish community, there was another um, Jewish-based attack that happened. So we went the entire holiday dealing with other incidents every single night, the last night being the worst, where we had an individual uh, pull up in a silver car. He jumped out of the car with a machete, and the initial reports um, were that there were 15 people stabbed or uh, struck um, in, in different methods. Um, At the end of the day, I think we ended up confirming there was, um, I believe, five, um, three of which were in critical condition, one of which is um, unfortunately looking like he's not going to make it. But we obviously have our our prayers out to him to make sure that we can do everything we can. Um, It was a devastating attack that it's something so simple that comes back to the gun debate where we speak about how at the end of the day, terrorists could always figure out a way to terrorize other other people. It's not a firearm-based thing. It's a people-based thing. And getting a $5 machete at your local store, being able to do enough terror, similar to any active shooting you're having here in the United States, um, it's just absolutely ridiculous that this is what it comes down to. And the other thing that's really savage about this is that knife wounds or machete wounds are horrifically mortal. Um, I think there's a higher instance of people dying from knife attacks, especially in a chest wound, than there are from gunshots. Uh, Just the nature of the wound itself, the gun tends to close capillaries and destroy tissue and stop blood flow for some times. But the knife does not. It accelerates blood flow. And and it's... You know, people don't realize that. And if you look at what's going on in Europe and England and France with these machete attacks on bridges, like you said, they've gone down to uh, Les Hommes de Pois and got a $5 machete out of the gardening section and they're off to go. You know, and, and as Rick will tell you, 
More people are killed with hammers and clubs and knives than with any assault weapon any year ever. ever. Is that right, Rick? Yeah, I think the, the FBI has like blunt force, blunt force trauma as like the number one killer of the United States right now. Is that right? right. Number one. It's, I, I believe it's number one. I think that when it comes to what weapons were used or what force was used, the highest rate of death and murder is usually because if someone gets outraged and just grabs the nearest thing to them to try to attack someone else, it usually ends up being the cause of death of blunt force trauma. So like the Hollywood Oscars should be banned because they're potential traumatizers, right? The statue. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the, the question at the end of the day is how far back in history do we go to the Stone Age before we say, okay, now no one can have rock. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. But Raziel, you said that uh, during Hanukkah there was an attack every single night. Was that in one area or across the country? So it was building up. Right now we're having a huge amount of attacks specifically happening in New York um, to the point that there's literally yesterday I got a uh, call from one of my friends saying that they're now literally handing out pepper spray for free because the community is so like enraged by what's going on. But then I also find out that apparently, according to New York law, only specific types of pepper spray are allowed, and there's pretty much nothing else you're allowed to carry on you for, for defensive use. So here comes a bunch of thugs running around with illegal knives, which also in New York, carrying machetes is illegal. Um, they're, kind of, they're walking around with any tool that can be lethal when the community, the people who want to defend themselves and their family, at most are allowed to carry pepper spray that oftentimes have to be gone through a background check or have it registered to your name. Or, or even that, pepper spray is not as effective on everybody. Correct. It, it's yeah. extremely if effective. If the person's deranged or anything like that, it's useless. Chewing cot or PCP, they're, they're, they're going to lick it. They're going to use it on their pizza. Um, it's not a good thing. And, and some people, just their makeup, um, people who have, like myself, you know, dark eyes, dark hair, dark, olive skin, we're less susceptible to somebody than who's like a redhead. Um, you know, mm-hmm. they, they end up, your, your genetics affects you also. So it's interesting on that. Um, but they seem to be going out of their way to make people defenseless. Why? It's, it's ridiculous. But to touch on what I'm sure Rick is going to speak about it in Texas, right? Right after the, the shooting takes place, Michael Bloomberg stands up and he says, you know, this might be okay. Like, it's good that someone did this. Uh, they were able to save an entire church full of people. But, you know, cops are really the ones should, that should be having the guns. Like, are, are you kidding me? Really? After, after a hero steps up and saves an entire church of people, he steps up and says, you know, but cops really are the ones that should be, like, you know, carrying the firearm. Like, I, <laughs> um, people are calling me in New York and they're just asking, they said, what are we able to do? Like, what are we able to carry? What are our options? And I keep looking back, trying to figure out what I could actually recommend to them. But New York has become so corrupt and so messed up. And a big part of the, the fear aspect of what's been going on in New York is that they now have law that even if you're charged with assault, you're released. And there's, there's, there's been this woman that's been going around um, assaulting people. There was a, a guy that assaulted an officer, and the next day was released. Because that's the new New York right now. And, and people are absolutely freaked out. That's what they're doing here. It's like crime is free. We keep putting predators back out into an innocent population. Why? Who are these people that keep doing that? They have blood on their hands. And as we'll see with this idiot in Texas, you know, this was not his first run in with the law. Why wasn't he in jail? Why doesn't the law have teeth? You know, we keep making these law. We, 
excremento keeps making these laws that restrict our rights to own firearms and defend ourselves, but they keep putting felons, predators, back out on the streets. It's insanity. It's become that New York is like all free reign. If you're getting released right after doing an assault, then... And, and there's no penalty to it, then why not assault people? It sounds like a great, a great day. Exactly right. Exactly right. Rick, you want to touch a little bit on uh, on what happened in Texas? Yeah, and I, I want to go back to something you said. I mean, you know, obviously Sacramento and New York City and other places are trading in a situation where criminals are getting out and are having more freedom and rights and accesses to firearms illegally. Um, than the average person is, but it goes a step further. I think there's a misnomer that nobody really wants to think about, and that is there are not as many law enforcement officials on the streets as people think they are. I mean, you know, I talk to police chiefs and sheriffs all the time here, and people have this notion that you can practically, and you've heard the joke before, put a cop in your back pocket. But the fact is, in most communities, even like in you know places like you know, Riverside and Orange County stuff. Sometimes there's only a dozen cops on the street to take care of over a hundred thousand people. Yeah, but and then and you look at the crime crime stats, that means they're busy. There's often nobody there to respond for thirty, forty five minutes. So this idea of, you know, response time, yeah, that's if nothing's happening. Right. But there's always stuff happening. Right. And, and they so, run behind, they're twenty, thirty minutes behind on every call. Yeah, and you know, thirty minutes in a in a knife attack in a you know, a blunt force trauma attack, let alone a gun attack, you're, it's done. It's over. So the whole thing in Texas was, what, 5.4 seconds, beginning to end? Right. Right? Yeah, so he yeah. killed two people. I don't know if the second one died, but, you know, a shotgun at, at uh, three feet is not a good thing to have. Um, no. If he doesn't die, he's materially harmed for for life. And you know we have a we have a cretin. This guy walked in with a saw, uh, pistol grip shotgun in his pants. You know, um, that's, and I, and that's I think legal, right? Important from from the Texas deal. You know, before the gunshot ever started, and, and I'm sure your other guest is going to agree with me on this. We've got to get our people to wake up and and smell the coffee and realize reality. I mean, one of the women that was interviewed right after that incident said, hey, I was sitting in the pew next to this guy, and I knew something was off, something was wrong, so I moved. She didn't alert people. She didn't say, hey, this, this looks really bad. Hey, I think this guy is up to something. I mean, there was a whole well, warning system. Yeah, the ushers were on off. Yeah, the, the, the ushers right. were on. We're, we're coming off a, a, coming to a break right now. We'll pick it up on the other side real quickly here. But let's, let's stay, if you guys can stay on with me, let's uh, finish this on the other side. Firing Line Radio, firinglineradio.com. Check out uh, Razel Cohen at ndftraining.com. And, of course, all the great stuff at the California Rifle and Pistol Association at crpa.org. We'll be right back. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Hey, folks, every week on the Firing Line Radio Show, our conversations going to revolve around firearms, hunting, gun rights, all the great stuff afforded to Americans under the Second Amendment of the Constitution. 
And my longtime companion in this battle to uphold our rights has been Firing Line Radio Show sponsor Vince Torres at Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're not armed for protection or recreation, well, shame on you. Head on down to Bullseye Sport in Riverside where you need to go for small arms, rifle, shotguns, ammo, accessories, and much more. And after you purchase that firearm, Vince and I highly recommend you attend a certified firearm safety and training course, one that's going to teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitudes essential to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. For more information about the certified firearm courses, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside, 951-823-0211. Visit their website, bullseyesport.com, for a schedule of classes. Because of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, they believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. Safety first, folks. This is Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out on our website, firinglineradio.com, where the podcasts are at. And on our Facebook page, for as long as Facebook will have us, at uh, Firing Line Radio Show. Join the group. That's where all the information's at. Sit, click the visit group on the front. Submit yourself, and I will. Uh, I might let you in the group. That's honestly the way it goes. <laughs> but you should try. You don't know. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Joining me back on the show, I have Raziel Cohen. He's the tactical rabbi. NDFtraining.com is his website. NDFtraining.com. He's based out of Los Angeles. Also, I have Rick Travis, the director of development for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. One of the busiest men I know who's doing a great job for us all the time. Rick, thank you so much for what you do. Gentlemen, hey, as we we went off the air there, we are just talking about what went on in... Uh, Texas. Now, obviously, there was a tragic shooting, and uh, we've all seen the video and saw how fast things can happen and escalate. Rick, you want to touch on a few uh, observations you had there? Yeah, and a couple of observations I really want to get out to our people is I think we tend to focus a lot on the shooting aspect, which is the finality of what happened. But the point is, we are extremely vulnerable in our places of worship. And for far too long, people in this country have just viewed attacks on places of worship as something that happens in foreign countries, whether it be Europe, the Middle East, Asia. It has been happening here in the United States for quite some time. It's now increasing its prevalence. Um, as the rabbi said earlier, you know, just looking at what happened during the Hanukkah season in New York, but it's across the country. And the fact is, it's underreported, but you know, places of worship are being persecuted. We've had, here in California, we've had pastors beheaded in their offices. We've had synagogues attacked. We've had, you know, people in the parking lot killed. Um, And that's that's the whole big issue, is we got to start having people realize that when something doesn't look right, you're better off to report it doesn't look right than to wait to see how it pans out. And that was one of the disturbing facts. And this was there were a couple of people in the Texas incident that knew there was something wrong and felt insecure enough to move their families to a different part of the church before anybody ever said anything to the ushers who did a great job and the other people that did what they did to react to keep people's lives safe. But so, so I now, think we really got to get our, our, our people out there starting to react. You know, the, uh, the ushers identified the issue, right? There was three of them right there behind this guy. They knew something was up. But you're much better off detaining them outside than letting them inside you know that number one like that's dave grossman's big thing right is keep it on the outside uh but okay so that's been breached he's inside for whatever reason and the the hard part i mean i I deal with uh working like this at churches the hard part is how do you extend grace and security 
there's such a fine balance there. And it, it, so that's actually a very interesting point you bring up. Um, well, a part of what my company does, is, uh, one of the things we do is the security assessment. And we determine, like, weak points, area of potential attack, things like that. The number one step that we always tell people to invest their most money is deterrence. That's the first step. Ideally, we would never want to be targeted. So if we're not targeted, we're already, we already won the game. Because we'd rather them go attack somewhere else, just not our place. That's the goal. So people are always, like, they get, like, security grants or anything in that nature. And they'll say, let's put, you know, $45,000 into video cameras. And then I asked them, I said, we understand that video cameras, the only thing that's helping is law enforcement after the event already took place. Right. So then you're putting in all that money for them to have research of, let's see what we could do better in the future. I said, why don't you be, be part of the statistic that the guy was never able to come in to begin with? That's the statistic you want to be a part of. So instead of putting money into video cameras, put money into something as simple as signage, which in front of the building will say armed security or security, uh, 24-hour video surveillance, right? Things that are not, not even necessarily true, but the fact is they're looking at this facility as this is going to be a harder target for me to hit than the school next door that has open gates. They're a liberal campus with um, everyone peace and love to everything. We're a big issue that, of course, houses of worship, we want to have our hands open to anyone who wants to come in because that's what our religion is all about. Right. The issue now is that there's a, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I just want to point out, we're not saying that we want them to go shoot up church, uh, schools instead. We, we no, don't absolutely want, not. Absolutely we not. want those we're to be hardened We're just saying the difference between also. someone as exactly. In fact, our school should be a thousand times more hardened than any bank of America, right? In any bank, right, they have a safe, they have guards that are armed to the teeth, but in schools, like, no, probably not. What's more valuable, our money or our children? Yeah, I think you make a point there. I think you make a point. Um, but like we were talking about, so as, as you're meeting people, say you're on the usher team or security team or something, you, you've always got to have your eyes moving, and you have to access somebody, but is somebody troubled because they're emotionally upset over something happened to their family, or is there an underlying thing going on? Now, this guy, obviously, anybody wearing a hoodie over his face, hiding something, there's just something all kinds of wrong with that. Um, we, we Actually, if you look at the crime statistics of people who commit crimes in hoodies, we should outlaw hoodies, right? Wouldn't that solve everything? <laughs> <laughs> Much quicker. The winter seasons are going to be a bit tough, though. <laughs> <laughs> Just wear a muffler. Yeah, it, it's it's uh, amazing. What's interesting that you bring up is this is something. Um, obviously, I can't go into a lot of detail because of security protocol. But one of the things that we we train individuals to do is, especially in uh, houses of worship where we want to have open hands, is we tell them. I said, look, there's only so far we're able to go uh, before we become a TSA in front of any, every synagogue, which is obviously not something we want. If it's something we end up needing to do, that's fine, but that's not where we are right now. So one of the things that we do is that if a person's coming in and they're even a little bit suspicious, we do something similar to what the airports do, that if someone has a reason to be um, unsure about, we'll have one of the, the members of the synagogue or one of the members of the, of the church who are armed just be closer by that individual and watch them. Um, yes, this is a certain level of profiling, but you know what? I'd rather be taken... <laughs> Uh, offense to being someone who profiles and to have an entire place shot up. Let's, so if this individual walked into the synagogue or walked into the church with a potential shotgun in his hand, right, and we have someone sitting behind him, and then he stood up to go speak to one of the security officers, we would have already had someone monitoring that individual that right when he pulled out a shotgun, another gun from behind him would have been pulled out already. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that obviously this church is anything incorrectly. Um, every place has their own methods of how they deal with situations. But these are some, some things that need to be taken into account of how we can be proactive with our security instead of reactive. 
Exactly. You know, it's, it, you talk about profiling, okay? What is the difference between profiling and using your experience in the real world? Right? People so, just... 100%, 100%. It, it, well, it, I, I, I think it goes a step beyond that. So, I mean, we need to get rid of the word profiling. Exactly. everybody does it. You profile to find your mate. You profile to find your dog. You profile to figure out what bank you're going to go to. That's what social media like YouTube. Discernment. And, you know, Yelp is all about. It's about profiling to find what you want to go get. So it's not a bad word. No, it's it's your life experience. It's like, you know what? When I see somebody wearing a down jacket in July going into a store, uh, they're stealing something. (laughs) They're just trying to shove stuff in pockets. They're, they're, you know, they're not there because they're cold in Southern California. So Rick, Rick brings up a very good point that, first of all, we should get word, rid of the word profiling. But what's interesting is that everyone in the gun world knows um, what condition yellow is, where we're being very situationally aware of what's going on around us, being able to understand our surroundings. Um, and then everyone knows also what condition orange is, where I feel like something's wrong. One of the things we teach in our classes is, when you say, I feel like something's wrong, it's actually based on something in science. What that is, is when a person is in condition yellow their entire life, their body starts building pattern and understanding what's going on around them. And suddenly when something breaks that pattern, uh, one word we're using is profiling, but it's something that broke pattern that you're like, something doesn't feel right about the situation. Like you said, if someone's walking into a store with a trench coat in the middle of the summer day, you're like, I feel like something's wrong because that's not something normal that a normal person would do. So these are building your condition yellow, creating pattern in the human brain that even if you don't notice it immediately, your body's going to let you know that something's off that you should be aware of. That's right. So that's what we need to do, folks. We need to have our heads up all the time. Live with your head on a swivel. And and learn about other things, uh, self-defense techniques that are not involving firearms. Because sometimes if you're out of school, legally we can't carry things. That's another screwed up thing that uh, California has done to us. Folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. FiringLineRadio.com is where our podcasts are at. We'll be right back after... After this. Have questions about handgun safety, local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice, no sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport, they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside, proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the Firing Line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans! Lay down your weapons! Persians! Come and get them! Hello, folks. Mulan Labe Saturday. This is Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Uh, joining me back here on the back half of this, this show, I have Rick Travis, Director of Development for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. And 
We wanted, we just talked a lot about houses of worship and some of the things that have happened here. But Rick, we forgot to plug the fact that January 17th and 18th in Huntington Beach, you guys are doing a big sheepdog seminar to help people deal with this. Yes, and uh, go to our website. We're um, supporting that uh, seminar, and I encourage people from all different uh, places of worship to show up at least just to get some information and get your community uh, thinking about what it needs to do, because it's not a one-size-fits-all option. Right. And this allows you to start to really think out all the different processes and interact with other people that are going through some of the same issues. Exactly. That's crpa.org. Now, the other thing that you are so involved with is uh, to let us know what Gavin, the gruesome (laughs) Newsome, has done to us this year in the legislative field. Yeah, so the thing I'm going to talk to you about, your listeners can go to crpa.org and look under the legislative update. Um, And our members are getting this blasted out to them today. But uh, obviously, it's the uh, new year, and so with the new year in California, there are new laws. Ah, shock. So uh, a couple of ones I'm going to highlight. The first one that really irks me is uh, comes as a result of Assembly Bill 1297, which was signed into law by Governor Newsom, and that has to do with the CCW license application fees. As you know, uh, everybody on the QA side fought a few years back, Phil, to make sure there was like a $100 cap on the fee that right. could be charged because we had places like Marin County that wanted to charge thousands of dollars and basically make this something that only the wealthy or select few could afford to have. Um, what happened with 1297 is the bill now removed that statutory limit or cap on the fees that we had got in place and now is, quote, equal to the reasonable cost for processing the application fee for a new license, issuing the license, and enforcing the license. And so when you think about these, the last two things, the issuing and enforcement of a license, um, any department up and down the state can grossly inflate those costs. Right. And so, unfortunately, um, we're going to be getting a lot of phone calls. We have some sheriff's offices that are refusing to change the fees, but we have those that I would say are neither for or against, but see this as a way to raise their fees, and in the state that is fairly bankrupt um, in its budget, I think those fees are going to go up. And I want guys to understand this. They always say, well, the police are always pro-Second Amendment. They're not going to do this or do that. Yes, they are. The people in charge certainly are. It's a paramilitary organization. If the guy on top says, I want this to happen, and you want to keep your job, you enforce that law. That's just the way the police force works. And I think I think a, a thing that listeners need to realize, and you know, because I get questions all the time, why are you always talking about the sheriffs and you're not talking about police chiefs? You know, we have a really good friend who's a police chief, but he tells us all the time his job is only solid from one city council meeting to the next, right? Because he can be fired at any time. Whereas the sheriff, they He's have elected. to be voted out of office. All right, let's jump to number two. Okay, so the second one is Assembly Bill 1669, and that's the firearms transfer fee. So we used to have a drove fee of $19. Um, the bill what caught a lot of people off guard. I argued with a lot of people, like, well, this is a great bill because it reduces the drove fee to $1. Yes, but 
but it also imposed a new $31.19 fee to cover the cost of DOJ's activities related to the sale, purchase, manufacturing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So this is, again, the state of California going, oh, sure, well, you're right, we're not using the drug fees correctly, so we'll drop them to a buck, but we're going to raise it and the to $31.19. And the drug fee was supposed to be for education and stuff like that, right? Right. So now there's no money to educate, but there's money to enforce. Great job. All right, number three. Uh, yeah, so then the, uh, the next one is the minimum age restrictions and exemptions. That's Senate Bill 61. So, uh, you know, basically you can't buy anything until you're 21. There are a couple exemptions if you possess a valid unexpired hunting license or you're a member of the armed forces. Okay. You can still go out and, and purchase a long gun, but uh, not a handgun All right. under the age of 21. Number four. Um, looking through to see, because there's a lot of these that got passed, but they don't go in effect just yet. Um, well, there's something on storage of ammunition. Yeah, I was trying, I was trying to go through the long list. Believe me, I have a, a seven page thing from the attorney that came out this morning. So, um, the federally compliant ID for all firearms and ammunition yep. and eligibility check has already went in on July 1st. Um, so I would like to remind everybody that if you don't have your uh, legal ID, your real ID in California, you really need to go get that taken care of. Yep. And look in. A couple of these are, don't take place for a while. Um, yeah, that was the... Um, the rest of it are, there's a bunch of things that happen pertaining to the GBROs. So they can now last up to five years. Um, a co-worker. That, that's the uh, restriction order, right? The, yeah. the red flag, so to speak. Correct. Employers um, and employees or teachers of the secondary school, effective September, can also turn you in. Um, you can now do out-of-state, so people from out-of-state can can take you um, with a GVRO. Um, and All right, then you so, voluntary so I've got, your right I've got my them. I've got my free uh, Fireland Radio Show Facebook page, right? Yep. And I post on there that I shot a big elk. And somebody in Colorado that's from PETA can say, that man's a danger and submit me. Potentially. I mean, it would be up to law enforcement. We'd hope they wouldn't be stupid, but yeah. I love this state. All right. Hey, folks, this is what we get for not showing up to vote. All right. We, we have the government we have created because we have not held these idiots responsible for their actions. They have had free range to do whatever they want. And this new census that we're going to have, and they'll probably redistrict these districts even worse than they did 10 years ago. Because they're not going to be fair about anything. They are absolute progressive socialists, and they should not be in office, but they have, they're writing the rules that allow them to stay in office. You'd need to get out there and vote these people out. End of story. Oh, by the way, uh, next week we have Rex Tibor coming on. He's He's got a New Year's show for you, and he did want to let you know that the lamppost eats pizza, the chair sits on a black cat and Chevrolet 
is not better than Ford. Okay, those are his code words for those of you out there with the decoder rings. Check it out for next week's show, Firing Line Radio Show, uh, with uh, Rex Tibor going over his New Year's and what's going on with that. I just want to make sure we got him a plug. And those of you with the decoder rings, uh, have fun with that. <laughs> what else we got going on here? Was there something on, on ammunition storage for personal use that we have to look into now? Uh, that's what I'm trying to find that wasn't on the, the deal. And I don't want to say the wrong thing. Yep. So sorry about that. Uh, no worries. Folks, we have our primaries coming up here. Primaries coming up for 2020. You have an opportunity yep. to replace the state legislature, to replace your Congress people. Matter of fact, Pete Aguilar has a new person running against him. I just saw it uh, this morning. And uh, Agnes Gibney, I believe is her name. She's a, um, uh, an angel mom, you know, her, her son was killed by illegal aliens. She's got all the right ideas. We need to support people like that. That's the uh, 31st congressional district. I know, uh, Chris Rahagi's running out there for the County of Riverside. You need to make sure you support him. We have got to get the right people involved. And of course, Mike Morell, who's always been a hero of ours, yeah, he's still running for the state Senate. So, Find out who's out there. Get involved in supporting them in your district. We have to, the the only defense we have, California is losing patriots. They are leaving the state. We're going to lose a congressional seat because our population is dropping from citizens. And those citizens are the conservative ones who own firearms and want to live in freedom. Those of us who are still here, that's what we want. We need to fight for that and fight for that at the ballot box. Right, Rick? Correct. And I do have one thing. I, I don't have anything right now in the ammunition, but there was a change on the firearm storage that went into effect yesterday, and that is violations of having your firearm accessible to children or unauthorized people, um, even if it's a misdemeanor, can lead to a 10-year firearm prohibition. Wonderful. So if you have a firearm in your desk drawer or your uh, uh, nightstand and somebody walks in and takes a look at that, you're in trouble, even if you don't have kids. Wonderful. Uh, Folks, check them out. CRPA.org, January 17th and 18th. If you want to go on out there to their Sheepdog Seminar, check them out. I highly recommend them. Rick Travis, thank you for all you do. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of your women. That is good. 
Hey folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. I do have the Director of Development, Rick Travis, back on for the California Rifle and Pistol Association for our last segment here. And, you know, we have to look forward. We have to look forward to what's going on and, and get involved. And Rick, you had a couple things you really wanted to touch on before we end the show. Yeah. You know, too often, I think our community and the people around us are hesitant, just like those people in the churches, to say that there's something wrong. But, folks, there is something wrong. We have a governor who is actively trying to remove the rights of the constitutionally placed sheriffs in order to issue CCWs and decide how you can protect yourself from their offices to his office. We have, you know, laws that are being formed that are creating a, a situation where it's impossible for you to get to your firearm or anything else to defend yourself and your family. We're having people's ability to go seek wholesome foods, such as, you know, game meat out in the field, people being told that they can't go to certain ranges, limits on ammunition. I mean, at some point, you have to say enough's enough. And you can look at these same laws and see similar kinds of um, diabolical is probably the best word policies that are being placed throughout California. This next election that's happening on, on Super Tuesday in March is really important. And I think for a lot of us, we're used to kind of cruising through an election year till June to have to make a decision. And the Democrats are counting on that. They're counting on people who are Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, that still love the Constitution, still love this country, not to be on the game field. We have to be on the game field. We have the numbers. And what you said earlier was so correct, Phil. We have got the government that we voted for. And I want to point out to people, those of you that say, hey, my vote doesn't count, yeah, when you don't go vote, it counts for the other side. And so if you do not like what's going on with the taxes and everything else in the state, if you don't vote, you did vote for exactly what you got. You know, voting is cheaper than moving. Yeah. It's that simple. Well, it, it goes beyond that. It goes to the point of, you know, I hope people give a damn about something other than just themselves, about their families or friends or community, because your vote isn't just about for yourself. It's about for your community. And here's the other thing that they don't, I really think they, they look at the short side as like, well, I'm going to Texas because of this or that. Well, uh, check Austin. Austin's getting pretty damn liberal. Exactly. Or Houston, you know, Sheila Jackson Lee's from there, right? right. Um, you can't get more crazy than that. So the point is a congressperson like Pete Aguilar or Mark Tanaka or Takeno, uh, they vote on federal legislation that affects you. So if if the state you're going to is already conservative – well, they already have the congressmen that would vote against these kind of crazy things. You need to fight in the states that have the crazies, right? Fight crazy where it lives, and that's California. And we have we have crazy for days, and we have to replace these Congress people. Look at Kamala Harris. I mean, she exposed herself on the on the presidential campaign what she truly was. But we here who were paying attention knew she was horrid from the beginning. Um, the only one person that I think liked her was Willie Brown, and we just won't even touch on that, right? But anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> we've heard. Um, yeah. But but the um, 
the point is, these are the Congress people. These are the senators that must be replaced. We can't, we can't move to Idaho, which has what three Congress people, and leave fifty-six crazy ones in California. That doesn't work. We have to replace these people. Pete Aguilar needs to be retired. Mark Ticano needs to be retired. You know, half of Southern California Congress people need to be retired. We have the opportunity to turn this around when you stand up and do the right thing. And it's not about shouting at people. It's about explaining to them that the reason you're about to lose your property tax or lose your, the reason you're about to have your household expenses go through the roof is because these people that you and your unions have asked you to vote for are removing Proposition 13 as we speak. They're, they're doing everything they can to make your life miserable because they want to own all of your assets and tell you how to live. You may not believe me, but that is the truth. You only have to look at what their actions are to discern what their motives must be. Rick, help me out with this. Yeah, and I think, you know, what most of these people need to understand, too, is the progressive left socialist movement was smart. They started working at the local level, and we have lost sight of, you know, yes, most people who the mayor or city council is, and they're more likely to tell you who their neighbor is, and most people don't know who their neighbor is. Right. right. And that's the problem is, you know, even if you have a conservative, like, in, you know, in my hometown, we had a very conservative congressperson got replaced by a liberal Democrat. How did that happen? That liberal Democrat came in on a water board, then made it to city council, and people said, oh, those great parades, wonderful person, and put them in Congress. Yeah. And now we have somebody that, diabolically the opposite of what we've had. And so that's why you've got to start watching these local elections and realize, you know, when someone comes to your door and says, oh, I'm not, I'm not you know, it's not a Republican-Democrat thing. We, we don't run as a party for city government. Ask them questions. Do you support the Second Amendment? Do you support lower taxes? Do you support yeah. this? That non-party or affiliation thing is an absolute lie. Absolute lie. Right. They are affiliated or they wouldn't be there. They have some feeling. And And look, you might hate Republicans because they've they've drinking weak sauce for forty years. You might hate well, you should hate Democrats, but and, and the progressives because they're out to, to steal your freedoms. You may hate the establishment. So fine. What I did this year or two years ago when I moved is I had to re-register. I wrote in I'm affiliated with the Tar and Feather Party. Made it up out of whole cloth. But you know what? That's fine. I am the one registered member of the Tar and Feather Party because I think they should basically all be tarred and feathered and run out of town. So you don't have to affiliate with the Republicans. You don't have to affiliate with any any group. You can go independent. You can make up your own stinking party. Join me at the Tar and Feather Party. Hey, it'll be three of us now. So, it, <laughs> But you don't have to vote Republican line. You need to learn the issues. You need to learn the issues that are going to protect you and your family and your rights and vote the best way to represent those. That's what we have to do. Amen. So, Ricky, you join me in the Tar and Feather Party? Well, I already have my constitutional party. That's what I... Uh, All right. That'll so work, too. Hey, that's great. <laughs> I, I, it's, not, it's not like I have membership fees. <laughs> We're not making a living on this. All right. So, yeah, I mean... Go ahead. I, I, I like what you just said. I think what people have to realize, though, and I, and I constantly hear, well, I don't want to vote because the government already knows who you are. Right. So now this is your last chance to be that person to fight for the state and to fight for the rest of the country because, you know, yeah, you're going to move to another you know, state. 
great for you, but think about them. If you move to Wyoming, you have what was it like a dozen congressmen versus like eighty from California? I think there's four, yeah. So yeah, do the numbers, do the math. Yeah. So here's the thing: <laughs> like we did this this experiment at the gun show, trying to get guys to register, and they were there were so many people there, so such weak sauce displayed about I don't want to vote because I'll have to go do uh, jury duty. Really. That that's gonna you're gonna let these Congress people run your life because you may not have to show you may have to show up once a year to put a felon in jail. Wait, and I and I want to touch on that. This is what um, probably shouldn't say it this way, but it, it really irks me. Would be the politest way for me to put. There's a lot of other extras I would like to use of all the people you go to gun shows and they wear shirts with the three percent saying that they're like the founding yep, fathers, yep. the founding patriots who lost everything. But you won't go sit at jury duty. You won't go fill out the farm. You won't go vote. That's you won't show up at a city council meeting. Hypocrite. You won't show up at a county meeting. Yeah, you're yeah, exactly right. You're, you're like the biggest hypocrite when you put that on. Please don't wear it. Uh, I, I've, we've touched on that before. It, it's it's true. I mean, the, the people who fought for our revolution gave everything, and and it drives us nuts because we're trying to call guys to arms, and it's not that we're calling you to pick up arms and run into the streets. We're saying pick up voter registration forms and fill them out. Come on, pick up your pen. Use how are pen. you? How are you going to be a three percenter when you can't do a voter registration form? Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, don't fool yourself, kid. Um, you know, if you can't stand up and, and, and talk the talk and walk the walk, then, um, you know, you're on the other side. You're, you're just, you yeah. float some. And how's that for insulting the base? But you know what? My base is motivated. My base are guys who are out here want to protect our rights and want to do the right change. I'm talking to the guys that are just floating around here, the uh, periphery of, of my listeners that need to just pick it up. They need to pick it up. How do you go to uh, Azusa Canyon, Borough Canyon, shoot an AR match and not want to register to vote? What, what yeah, are you doing? Yeah, just it, it, it boggles my mind. Or the people, you know, it's not just that community. It's the hunters out there that's yep. like, yeah, 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 but I don't want to. What? You don't want to what? You don't want to defend your rights and those of future generations? But our our right. listeners do, so we're going to get on top of that. Yeah. Folks, Philip Neyman, Firingland Radio Show. I want to thank my special guest, Rick Travis, Director of Development for CRPA, because they are saving your Second Amendment rights. Join them. Happy New Year. We'll see you all next, uh, next week. Well, actually, uh, Rex Tibor will be in for me next week. I'll see you the week after that. God bless. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. <laughs> When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. AM 590, the answer.